Tarrant in a one-out's not going to get there. Mark almost taken by Ambrose. Now Saad gets on his bike. Love watching this. Two, three bounces. He takes Siebel on and just walks past him. Four bounces. Five bounces. Magnificent. And then he drops it out wide for Langford. And then he got out of the tackle. Ran into some space. The kick's okay to Brown. Now McKernan. McKernan! What about that? And that's kicking your ass. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 36. The... What's that, Skip? The whack. B- bombers go whack episode of the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other for 30 odd years. You get together blah, 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 in the Melbourne CBD. <laughs> With me, as always, is Scotty. Hello, everyone, and we are pumped. That was one of the best games of the year. One of the best games I've ever seen, actually. Mate, the lid is almost off it's almost off I've cracked the edge of the lid <laughs> to the season it might be coming off we've, we've vowed that here if, it is here if, it is we're making a promise here yeah. if, if we beat Collingwood this week we have promised to do the most over the top podcast Upbeat, the where lid. we are completely arrogant the lid is off off, thrown we, across the room. And we will just go nuts. 25-minute bagging of Bucks, Collingwood, and the rest of the league. And how are you going to destroy the rest of the AFL for the rest of the year? We Zach will... Merritt for Brownlow, um, backed up by Andy McGrath, and then Dyson Heppel um, to go one equal Brownlow with Zach Merritt. So, that's our promise to you. It's our promise <laughs> next week. Oh, Lordy, I'm really looking forward to it. So, look... Fantastic win by the boys. Uh, it was one of those games you just you, you just were so pumped up. I was even, you know, I live in Montrose, Victoria, and it's right at the bottom of the Dandenongs. It was minus two degrees when I woke up. I woke up with the biggest smile on my face. I didn't <laughs> care. I was just still excited about the game. And and look, it's like you're hearing Wush's uh, comments after the game. It's probably not how exactly how he wanted us to play. No, no we didn't want to concede 100-odd <laughs> points, I can assure you that. But as a spectacle, it was just awesome to watch. And if you're not excited about Adam Saad bouncing the ball... Oh, oh man. He, he reminds me... You know how we used to get so excited at seeing Michael Long in his Oh, prime? yeah, yeah, yeah. When he gets like two 10 metres of open yeah, space, yeah. And, you can see it coming. Yeah, and the, you whole, go, oh! the whole crowd just gets up and yeah, goes, yeah, here yeah. we go. That's kind of the feeling I get with Adam Saad. It's just so good to have some excitement, that kind of excitement back at the club. <laughs> and a moment's silence for Jack Siebel. That, <laughs> yeah. poor, that poor boy had him covered by every stretch. <laughs> I know. And Saad put on the afterburners, and that poor boy just went, nah. It must, nah, be, it must be a weird feeling to be like, 
if you're Jack Zebel, have a guy running towards you. Like, he had him totally covered. <laughs> totally covered. And he actually runs around you, you go, and he's not that slow. No, no, no. This, like, he's AFL fit. He has, he's an AFL fit yeah. athlete. He has that second burner that is crazy. I, I swear. Yeah. I wonder, everybody um, let us know on the, uh, on the Lunchtime Catch-Up uh, podcast Facebook page, who do you reckon is quicker across, I don't know, 40 metres? Waller or... Um, Walla, McKenna, Collier, or Saad. Yeah, Walla, McKenna, Collier, or Saad. Who do you reckon is? Uh, we'll chuck that up as a as a poll on the yeah. on the podcast. With the ball in their hands. With the ball in their hands and having to bounce. Yes. <sighs> I reckon he's got Walla covered. Just. I reckon Walla over the first twenty meters to nine ten meters. Yeah. But Saad... Collier is quick, even when he bounces. But, geez, Saad is... Saad is ridiculous quick. Name yeah. me another faster player in the AFL. Seriously. Yeah. He's like that first 10 metres, the legs just pump through. Mate, that is a brilliant sight to see him coming off half back. And then you've got um, the Spud um, Connor, who's just running he, through packs as he's well. He's your man at the moment, isn't he? Connor? Oh, I love You're him, loving the I swear, I'm loving McKenna at the moment. Every time he touches the ball, he's making good decisions. He's got that incredible touch with his boot. We'll forget the little kick out from full back that <laughs> happened. Just ignore that. We did have a 15-minute period of just going absolute stupid football. Oh, real bad footy. That's okay. Like I said, I think that's what Wisher was talking about when he mentioned uh, <laughs> that's not exactly how we wanted to play. But no. Um, no, Connor McKenna is now officially an AFL footballer. Like he's, he's those little bad decisions every now and then when he tries to pull a pulling Adam Saad and trying to run away from people who are literally hanging onto his onto his rear end, um, he gets caught with it. But he's now bursting through packs, running up, getting the handball back, and streaming through the middle and hitting targets. Now, if he was yeah. if he was getting full flight like Adam Saad, if he was full flight on his fifth bounce and then just muffed the kick because he was running at light speed, then that whole run would be a complete waste of time. But they're now having enough time to yeah. look up at the end of those runs, and they're hitting people. Yeah. So that hugely damaging. Yeah, fantastic to watch. Uh, so, one of the best things that I I loved about the game was actually almost like a, a non-game moment where the this had halftime. The siren went. Bagley just got hit in the head. There you go. And you know what? It was interesting. Um, you, we were obviously sitting together. It was right underneath us, actually. Yeah, it was right underneath us. We sit under that sort scoreboard area. Uh, and it was funny how the Essendon crowd reacted um, because everyone was so excited about Essendon players flying the flag. Absolutely. And and Ambrose. And, and properly too. Yeah, Not just sort yeah. of trying to get, but given a shove and you uh, and your mate, I'm having you yeah. as well. It's like, it's those times where you go, I love Michael Hurley. I mean, he just came in and he made business uh. and he knew <laughs> he wanted to make his presence felt. And then Bell Chambers goes directly to his opposition ruckman, grabs him, and you know, he looked generally a bit fearful of, of Belly. Yeah. And because Belly's yeah. a big boy. I know I know what his name's big, but um but it was just great to see. Like it was and everyone around us is yelling out, Go, get up, go That's like, it. <laughs> We hadn't oh. had that for so long. Like uh, we probably were complaining at the start of the year and it still happens at how much Zach Merrill gets hit behind the play and protecting yep. him. It still kind of happens, but it, it happens, uh, I guess, while the game's going on, so you can't really stop and 
remonstrate because the game's still going oh. on because the umpire, strangely enough, hasn't called a free um, when Zaki always gets hit in the head. Uh, but this time, like, it obviously went half time, and you just saw the players getting a bit mean, a bit talkative, and even Stringer had moments where the value to me of Stringer is not just his skill, but his, his kind of his physical you know what? and nature around the ground. Stringers, oh, there was a much ruder word that I could use <laughs> um, that starts with C. But and you say those words a lot. I do, but not on the podcast. I'm not, it's, it's a family not podcast. Not so much a C word. It's a poly. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's a family podcast. Um, but Stringer has got some mongrel in him. Yeah. Stringer's got a bit of mongrel in him. And you can just tell. But the thing I was very happy with is that when he got the free kick and he got smacked in the head in the forward line, he Jakey's always going to do that because Jakey's a lad. And he went up to go, ooh, give Cunnington the little, ooh, look out, I don't want to be going at you. Um, but he didn't follow through with it. Like, he didn't just level Cunnington and have the free kick reversed or do something stupid. I was a bit worried, though, when he was walking up to him. <laughs> it's, it's I was Jakey like, oh, Stringer, we so mate. need this goal. It's so, Jakey Stringer. The guy's, yeah. the guy's just 5% crazy. And we love that about him because that 5% contains 2% of pure genius, right? So, we, I loved it. And we've got enough players in that side now that I reckon are really invested in this club mm. and really invested in winning. That when someone like Bags, who everybody, the players, I guarantee you the players would love that bloke because he throws himself at dudes twice his size regularly, every single yeah. week, right? Yeah. And if he's anywhere near you, you know he's coming for you. And the other players would love it. So they're all sticking up for Bags. That was a great moment. Right at the end, the crowd was up. Um, we were standing up trying to check it out and there was a bit of bushy. Yeah. Sure, everybody, no one's going to throw a, a right hook because... That's six weeks now and about half your salary for the year. But it was really good to see the players really firing up. Oh, exactly. And we were just even talking before the podcast. Um, we basically did another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you know us too, we just started chatting about us. And about half an hour later, we realized we better actually say this on the podcast. We better actually turn the record mic on. Um, it was we seriously can talk Essendon all day, by the way. So. This is the thing. Like, we, we, Scotty and I very rarely disagree on something, right? Um, we had a major disagreement. We won't say it because it goes on for too long. It but, goes on for too long. But we had a really big disagreement. And I'm sitting there going, ah, but you can't. It's crazy. Like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. And we both looked at each other and went, you realize we've just done 20 minutes of podcast, right? <laughs> and it is before we turn the actual thing on. But anyway, yeah. where were we? So look, at the start of the year, we said our weakness is clearly the midfield. And I, well, I, okay, I don't but, think... But, but hang on, Michelle. what was the weakness? Like, we had six midfielders. Everybody else got six midfielders. What was the identified weakness? Probably the, we weren't running defensively. We were structured wrong. Our kicking to the forward line wasn't good. And we were thought of as small. As sort of as small. Um, so, the, I mean, it was a bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> we just weren't rated. But, boy, the last six to seven weeks, our midfield... Like, Kyle Langford has been... A revelation, and this is the thing. I mean, we've all, we've said on the podcast a number of times. Um, Kyle just needs some continuity in the ones. Like he was in for yeah. a week, out for three, in for two weeks, out for five, and so like, So he he's been left in there, and it is really he's really turned things around. And man, ever since the Geelong game, seriously, ever since the Geelong game, where our midfield went berserk, they just all of a sudden the pressure acts on the opposition yeah. midfielders is incredible that you you can't get a clean possession in our, in the midfield of this of our ground because 
You've got Devin Smith hanging off you. Zach Merritt hanging off you. My, uh, Myers is running through there with a big unit grabbing balls. Dyson Heppel's on, Heppel's on the bottom of packs. Even when the ball gets out to the to the outer, sometimes you've got players chasing you across 20 metres yeah. to a wing, putting pressure on you and stuff. So our midfield has changed 100%. And I've this is going to be an exclusive. Oh. Uh, I have. We need, a, we need a jingle like, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I don't often do this because it takes me a lot. But what, I'm... shower or... No, just kidding. <laughs> I definitely have a favourite, new favourite player at Essendon, which takes me a long time to do that. Is it Zerk Thatcher? <laughs> it's Zerk Thatcher, isn't it? It is. It is Zerk Thatcher. I know it is. It's Margaret. That's actually um, it's Ariel Steinberg. Zach Merritt. Is... He's your new favourite player? Since when has he not been a favourite player? <laughs> well, he's been in my favourites, but... I'm now like I'm a I have a slight obsession. Slight man crush. Man you have crush. a slight grand crush on Zach Merritt, don't you? Every, He's your size. He is too. Well, height wise. Well. Um, <laughs> uh, and there's another joke there. Zach, he could hide um, well and truly behind you. Yeah. Anyway. But he's his progression this year. I, I was saying to you before the podcast when we did the podcast. When we did twenty, yeah. I don't think I've seen a gun player where the AFL has decided we've got to tag this guy. And in the first seven rounds, he really struggles with the the tag. I don't think I've seen a guy break a tag so quickly when the AFL's decided to do that. Uh, How he's worked it out so fast. And in the last six or seven games, he is just getting his 30 touches again. I mean, he... It's not like... I know Jacobs was out, but there's not... Everyone saw they were putting major work into him. He was getting hit every contest. Absolutely. Behind the behind. People the, know how important yeah. he is to us. He has 12 clearances. 12 clearances. 7 tackles. 32 wait possessions. For, wait for it. And here's the biggie. Here's six, the biggie. 16 contested possessions. So 50%. Half, half of his possessions were contested. That's nuts. And the bloke's two foot nothing. Yeah. And kicks a goal for us. I mean, it was an amazing goal, by the way. Yeah. But it was just like, Wow. This guy, and after the game, 3AW say, you must be so happy that Jacobs didn't play. He goes, no, I want him to play. I want to beat him. I want to beat him. And I'm like, oh, you oh, 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 <laughs> like My Zachy. man crush just went through the roof. Yep. I was like, oh, Zach, like you are a little gem. Oh, mate. Everything is... I believe an Essendon play should be, he represents in, in every single way. Of yep. how I want players to represent the Essendon Football Club. I'll tell you what, as much as Dyson Heppel has, again, since he drew a line in the sand um, and spoke to the kids and spoke to the senior players, are you right there, dude? Just in case you were wondering what that small sound was, um, we're hugely... There we go. We're hugely professional here at the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast Studios in that we both have a glass of Coke. Um, Sydney, Scotty's got a bottle of Coke. So We're going to have a drink while we talk on the podcast and uh, and bad luck, we don't care. Um, it's sponsored by Coke Zero. It's, it's sponsored by Coke Zero. Actually, I have a sponsor this week. <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, I do. Have a new sponsor this I week. I thought we were... No, no, no. We've got a sponsor. I've been out. I've been working the phones. We've got a new sponsor this week. We'll do it later. Um... What was I going to say? Zachy Merritt. What were we saying about Zachy Merritt? Legend. Legend. What were we saying? Um, well, it's just. Yo, let's. He's an easy one to conclude with. He's a star. Yeah, good point. But let's talk about the whipping boy, David Myers. Uh-huh. What a fantastic Calling game. all David Myers haters. David Myers haters. Calling all David Myers haters. <laughs> and look, 
we he, he obviously had some some indifferent performances. So we get that. So I'm not going to really put it on the haters too much. I am. But I do Eat I, it. I too generally believe in his potential. Um Oh, and it's not potential, man. He's got skills. This is the thing. He's, yeah. he's at a skill those, stage. Those two, not... those two goals are what is so dangerous about David Myers. Yep. That with 55, like he has one from about 55, 60 metres out goal. He has one about 48 metres out, but he has one step. Like he's on the back foot, one step, and it's a goal. And let's keep in mind too that we've just pumped up Zachy Merritt's tyres for having 32 possessions and 16 of them contested. D Myers had 25 possessions and 10, and 10 contested. Yeah. So almost half of his possessions were contested as well. Five clearances. Five clearances, two yeah. goals. Like, thanks very much. So the midfield was just really, really good. And as and the, look, the last two or three weeks, it's great to see McGrath. Yes. Becoming. Absolutely. Be, really shining. Like he, we, we both looked at each other one play. The play where he's on the outer wing and he decided to take the game on. Mm-hmm. And what it did was ran out of forty five break down North's defense. Yep, there's a handball over the top, and it's actually scored us a goal. And we both looked at each other and went, oh, "That is the McGrath we want. That's the McGrath that we've seen, that's, and we know that that's he's capable." Future of. McGrath, if he keeps doing that in the midfield, he becomes very dangerous player. Oh, hugely! I mean, he's a he's, he's a number quick one in his own right. every day. And we're of the talking week. about Collier and Saar before, but yeah. He's, He's quick in his own How right. How damaging is that off our back line at the moment? With mm. Saad, um, McKenna, McGrath, yeah. um, just all running like mad things. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you bring in Gleeson back into that side, taking um, marks in front of forwards, and um, if we bring in a certain um, number five draft pick who's big ranger that's playing well in the in the twos, that's another option. But you've got... Uh, our back line looks great. And that's why I think... Uh, uh, um, Wisher would have been saying, no. "Hey, great game and everything, boys. Congratulations!" But mm, we didn't. The, the backline didn't perform real well, even though we won the game. Yeah, like Hooker and Hurley did well. Um, I agree, no doubt. I think a few there. He yeah. won't. Be, he won't be happy. They scored hundred eight. That's that's just how a coach would think. Yeah, of course, and I he, think they'll be talking about all right. Mid, because I thought in the first quarter the midfield wasn't quickly on. Like, um, what's his name? Um, that guy? Yeah, that guy. Uh, as he, ex- as he quickly bu- checks the, the stats. Ex- <laughs> the ex-Bulldogs guy. Horvath. Higgins. 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 Like, Higgins was killing us. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought, oh, midfield's not switched on here. We're really loose. We're not running back in defense. And we're 32 to 12 down. We And we uh-huh. deserve to be. But um, but it seems to my... I don't know I should say to my surprise, but we had a very quick, resilient response and just turned on a switch. Yep. And the pressure went up and then suddenly we were... We were um, a much better side, so can't. So the look, they'll talk to the back line. They'll talk to the midfield a little bit about that setup earlier on. Uh, but look, the fact is, we've won five of the last six. We're seven wins, seven losses now. We were two and six, so we're doing everything possible to get this year back on track. And <laughs> and doing it when I looked at the schedule, I thought this seven or eight weeks that we're in the middle of was the hardest stretch for the for Essendon that we had because we had three interstate games and Geelong and GWS and Richmond yep and um West Coast and West Coast we have North Melbourne and then Collingwood coming up if we Brisbane. beat Collingwood 
and win six out of this seven. Oh, like, would, like we said at the start it, of this it's podcast. Because it's not just turning around form. It's turning around form against top eight teams. That's it. We're <laughs> underdogs nearly in every game, except for Brisbane. We've been and an underdog. Every game is a final. Like, seriously, so, it's almost like every game's a final, and we're winning these things. So yep. we're, we're going to have a bit of a break now. When we come back after the break, we'll uh, we'll continue on with a bit of a review. We'll get into a few other players. And I've got, I've got some thoughts on the forward line that is a bit of a teaser, because I've got a... A little bit of a teasing oh, good hook. thought. Good so, hook there. We'll see you on the other side of the break. See you after the break, guys. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the smooth sounds of young MC there on the lunchtime <laughs> catch-ups <laughs> R&B podcast hour. We're so, so hip. Very yeah. Now, Scotty, uh, what did you want to talk about in the forward line? Yeah, look, it's just something uh, I've been thinking about, and it was kind of confirmed uh, with Robert Shaw on the on the Hurdy podcast. Our forward line is interesting, interestingly uh, unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Yep, where we don't have an actual go to player there where the opposition target. So all six names in our in our forward line are all kind and of... And a couple of midfielders. Yeah, are, are all kind of equal. So, and that's where you get them, a McKernan kicking four, Fantasia four, um, Stringer three. Spady. And and even Robert Shaw was saying today that the in the last six games that we've had six different goal kickers now in the last six games. So there's no consistent dominant forward. Yeah, to, so, to work your defense yeah. around. Yeah. So we're not having that kind of Franklin issue where we're overlooking for one guy, we actually are lowering, lowering our eyes. That's, and that's a big for one for me. That's a big like, one lowering the eyes. Did you feel like that was one of the most inside 50 mark games we've had? Like where you I, go, yeah. wow, we're really lowering our eyes yeah. here. There's um, been, there have been times like broken play where someone, I think it was Waller, he, he got a he got a freakish handball, don't know how the hell it got out of there, probably a Zach Merritt little rifle out to Waller on the outside of a pack. And he took two steps towards and a diagonal towards the boundary line. And it's one of those ones where you know in about half a second you're going to get hammered, right? And yeah. that's cool. You know it's coming. You're going to get hammered. Now, you, you, the first thought is the good old-fashioned put it high to the top of the square kind of decision. And you wouldn't really be in trouble for doing that. Yeah. But he, he lowered his eyes and looked to 25 metres. He looked to 35 metres for yeah. a target. And there's Raz leading out for him whereas mm. he could have just snapped it across his body put it up to up nice and yep. high for maybe a mark if belly was there or something like yep. that but yeah that really lowering their eyes into the forward line has been yeah it's been a revelation even that mckenna play he ran he must have had three or four bounces running through the midfield but he still instead of bombing it from 60 he, he hit waller from 30 meters out yeah. just lowered his eyes uh-huh. did the right play right call um, and they're the things I love. We're thinking through the game much yep. better. I 100% but, agree. And look, as a game, it, I, it was crazy. But at half time, our disposal efficiency was 81% and North Melbourne was 75%. As That's a game, huge. as a game to half time for both sides, I'll give both sides respect. Mm. That was one of the most well played. It was hugely entertaining, and that's why even the scoring was crazy. Because if you're if everyone's just hitting targets, eventually you're going to just score. It was say 108, yeah. Uh, but it was to Brad Scott. I have to give him some credit. I mean, North. I actually tipped Isn't North. It Chris? No, it's Brad. Is it Brad? Yes. Okay. Um, 
I actually tipped North to finish last at the start of the year. Oh, so dude, that, that was a bit harsh. They're better than last. <laughs> I must admit, I just thought they might bottom out. and But he's got them coaching so well. And they look like a well-coached team. Yeah, I agree. Like, they played really well. They're, they're, the wins that are really pleasing to me is when I feel like the opposition are really up for it. Yeah. Like, they started first quarter. They were right up. They wanted to take the challenge yep. to us. And we but answered we're rising it. To yeah, it. Yeah, we yeah, answered we're it and overcome it. with it. And it just, I, it was actually a fantastic game of football. So credit to both sides. Absolutely. But when you came out on top, <laughs> you go, all right, it's we're really so doing much better. We're doing something right. Yeah. Our, I um, I heard on the radio today, um, Brad or Chris, whichever one it is, I'm not sure, um, came out and said, oh, we fell into Essendon's trap. We didn't expect what they were going to do. Now, I, I tell you what, you could say that if you were Geelong. Geelong said the same thing. They, they didn't see that coming from Essendon and okay, fine. And yeah. it was a bit of an anomaly and West Coast went, probably felt the same way. Wow, we didn't expect that from Essendon. And But everybody knows now what Essendon is capable of. Yep. So I reckon that North game, when he said, oh, we, we sort of didn't expect it or we fell into a trap or whatever it was. I don't agree, mate. I reckon you saw that coming and your team got beat. Like you would have known that this is um, that this is what Essendon is capable of doing. Yeah. So for you to be able to say you didn't see it coming, don't agree. And it's really encouraging for us to see a well-drilled um, a well-drilled team um, get beaten get openly beaten by a club and and yep. that rising to the challenge of Higgins with his 31 possessions and and that's the stuff but on the on the subject of your forward line discussion look I'd have Joey D out there and so would anybody oh, in a yeah, heartbeat course, right course, in an absolute yeah. heartbeat but you know what it's done it's given smack um and not having Jimmy Stewart out there it's given smack that continuity that we've been talking about with um Kyle Langford yeah it it's has. given smack time to play a few games in a row and if he doesn't have a particularly good game you're probably going to get another one because we're a bit light on for the minute. But Smack's going well. Mitch Brown is running bloody more miles than you can shake nine sticks out of. Isn't it amazing? There is an actual stat of who had the most sprinting runs. 25 meter minimum sprint runs. Yeah. And Mitch Brown was the leading player on the the whole club. And that really surprised me. And go, maybe I'm sort of reading Brown wrong. Maybe. His work ethic, I'm just not picking up. So I'm going to actually watch him this week a little bit closer because that tells me his work ethic is really strong. Um, So all credit to him. But we we are just competing. They're all competing. They're all trying to bring the ball to the ground, even if they're out of the contest. And that brings Fantasia well into play and Waller and those sort of guys. And, And look, and just on Waller, it is nice to see him start to play the football that he's capable Consistency. of. Consistency. Yeah, that's that's two or three good games in a row now. It makes a huge difference to the Essendon side. Yep. Because he does have a lot of calmness with the ball. Picks the right options. He's And he's very, very hard at it too. Like mm. I've running through some packs and he's got a touch of the bar and pickets about him every now and then when he, yep. when he needs to be physically is. And then when he needs to do that incredible um, indigenous talent, he's got that in spades. So I, I'm loving Waller's game at the moment as well. Yeah, and look, even without captain, and congratulations on the beard and raising money. And, yep, um, captain no beard. Fantastic. Just a fantastic actual person. Yep. Uh, he, he didn't have his greatest kicking match, but it wasn't as bad as people think. Um, but his in and out, un, in and under of bullocking work 
Gee, he was you tough. You don't look at him and think yeah. bullocking midfielder, do no, you? No, but he was. Like I was watching him closely, yeah. and how many packs he was under trying to get the ball out to our guys. Um, he's just becoming a very, very good captain. Oh, 100% agree. And he's just consistent now. And what, 34 possessions, yeah. Contested possessions up, you know, just just doing everything right. Five that's his third yeah. week in a row with over 30 possessions. Yeah, in 10 inside 50s. Yeah, that's so, that's massive too. So uh, he's, he's really, really playing well. I'm so proud of him. I thought Hurley... He had just probably about a 20-minute window where he went back to his skill level a bit, yeah, where yeah, we yeah. were concerned. But oh, look, overall, he is getting a much, much better. And, is, and, and do you know what? The when the heat was on in the last quarter, he had, his hands suddenly got a lot better. He, was t- he took two really big marks in that last quarter, um, just showed real leadership. And oh, I'm just so glad. Because, <laughs> I, I, I mean, how could you not love Hills? Absolutely. So, look, Between him and Hooks. I'm frightened to say that we are going into our sponsor of Don't the week. Don't say you're frightened. It's a, it's it's a it's a it's a company that believes in the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast, and they're going to sponsor this entire episode. It's a great sponsor that I've gone out. I've yet to see a check. Hey, listen, they're, they're on their way. I'm sure these people will pay us. I'm sure. Look, I've been chasing up David Myers and his left leg. Um, yes. I've been chasing up those guys for payment, but uh, yeah. look, I'm sure it's coming. But this, we, we love this sponsor tonight. Wishes handling the media school. Wishes, yeah, they had to handle yeah. the media by uh, by John Worsfold. Surely his check's coming, John. Yeah. We really need it. Uh, we're yeah. broke. We're sitting in Scott's front room with his cat. Yeah. Um, we really need to get our own lunchtime podca- podcast <laughs> catch-up studios. Um, but uh, this week's pod, this week's uh, guest, sorry, this, this guest, this week's uh, sponsor, what do you think you're going to love? All right. Well, I'm fearful. Don't! <laughs> I'm fearful, but let's go. Okay. And now for the lunchtime catch-up sponsor of the week. Are you feeling a little stressed lately? Would you say that you're not everyone's boss? You just know what they should be doing right now? Well, come on down to Brendan Guru Swami Goddard's home of peace and calmness. For nine easy payments of $49.95, we'll show you how to go from a screaming, pointing, frustrated backman to a calm, 25-possession-getting veteran of the league. Brendan Goddard's School of Peace and Calmness. Teaching techniques on how to tackle life's stresses. The first nine callers to sign up will get a $50 check to Advanced Hair Studios and a packet of pretzels. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is not affiliated with Advanced Hair Studios. Checks and pretzels will not be on it. Every now and then you're surprised in life. I must admit, that last 55 seconds of air kind of surprised me a bit. Uh, hey, Brendan, great. Brendan's school, you would, little, little did the people know that he has a school of peace and calmness. No, I didn't know. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Ever since he was in the news for, uh, for launching some tasty salty treats across the room, ever since then he has been Mr. Calm. Mr. 25 Possessions. So we'd like to thank Brendan and his School of Peace and Calmness for being our sponsor on the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast this week. One day I will find out who the sponsor is before the show is being aired. <laughs> One day. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about next? So look, big game coming up against the Pies. Huge game. 
Uh, every, so every week we say it. Every yeah. week's a huge game. Uh, Lyndon Dunn, Collingwood has noted Lyndon Dunn has done his ACL for oh, the year. For the year. Uh, what was the midfielder that was injured last Adam week? Trelaw. Adam Trelaw. Gives us a bit of an opportunity. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Because uh, Dunn is their, really their key backman. Yep. So it does, I'm sure McKernan and Brown are at least going, ooh. We've got Jamie Howe's going to stand on someone's head, but again, yeah. he's not He's not a super duper defender. No. So. What are the keys? What are the uh, keys against the Pies? Look, every time you think of Collingwood, you think of a running parade. And that's yeah. that's what we have to do. They ran us off our feet on Anzac Day. I don't think they'll do that again. So, yeah, because well, we didn't have any defensive pressure at all on their midfielders. Yeah. So that would be the whole lesson for the week. Do you know where mine? I reckon the the one of the keys to the game is what? Be Grundy. Yeah, Bell Chambers has to have a big game. Big game against Grundy. But you sense Zach Merritt's in different form. Heppel's in different form. Right, we're, I we're mean, when we played Anzac Day. Club. Merritt, Happel, all these guys were well, well, well below their best. This is the thing: is that so, those, those those weeks when even when we played Anzac Day, it's just yeah. it's a very difficult thing for an Essendon supporter to yeah. sort of gauge how we think we're going to do against Collingwood because we are a completely different club yeah. at the moment. And look, in all honesty, as much as I can't stand Collingwood, let's face it, they're playing very good football. Annoyingly, mm-hmm. they are playing good football. So um, we're going to have to do everything in a everything right, uh, yep. and that's tactically. That's structurally, that's pressure on the ball. We need to play an elite game. Uh, if we do that, I really do believe we can compete oh, with them. This is the thing. I mean, when you look at Essendon the way we're playing at the moment, we can beat most anybody. Yeah. If we play the way we did, it's just how often can we do that? How often can we yeah. um, can we play that well? Importantly, when you have like Trudor, and I know Wells is injured as well, when you do have a little bit of their pace coming out of the side, yeah. it does just give our runners a little bit more chance. Yep. So I definitely give us a big chance. Uh, I think it's going to be a very tough game because uh, Collingwood obviously is second on the ladder. They're very high in confidence. It's very hard to come up with a team that's just really high on confidence. And I'll tell you what, there's going to be a quick game from both yep. sides because with Saad and O'Connor and McGrath and all our guys running fast at the moment yep. off back lines and Collingwood smalls to mids, yeah, being able to run as fast and as hard as they're running at the moment, this is going to be a battle of yeah. who can run the fastest. And I, I think this of all the games we've played, West Coast we didn't expect to win. Geelong, okay, great, we won that game, and 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 all, Brisbane we beat those guys and stuff, right? So, like last week we we won again. I think this is the biggest game. Yeah, this is the biggest game. Oh, this like is you it. Said, what yeah. have we got? We got the Suns got, after this. Sun, we got the Suns. At home, and then we got Fremantle at home. Yeah, two Eddie had two Eddie had games against two teams that we should beat comfortably. And your point about that you've mentioned on this podcast a number of times, uh, mediocrity, yeah, and consistency at the club has been our problem, right? Yeah. Now, if we lose against Collingwood, and okay, if we get pumped, then I'm worried. If we win, lid off, everything <laughs> goes off, and we go yeah. ballistic, right? Well, but, but we but, really but, should be ten and seven if we win. This there week. you go. To, to to illustrate your point, if we win this game, then we are taking the right steps, damn it. But if yeah. we lose, then okay, it'll be all good. We through that whole period of time, we won five out of six, right? And we lose to Collingwood. Okay, fine. It's it's not a good position to be in. We can be in a good position if we lose against Collingwood, better than average. But if we beat Collingwood and then we beat the Suns and we beat Freo like we're supposed to be, we can be in an excellent position. Yes. Not a mediocre one, not an okay one. We can be in an excellent position. Exactly. If you're 10 wins and 7 losses, 
the whole season looks different. Oh man, it's it's you, just that difference between you've got five mediocre. games left and you've got to get two or three wins just to make finals. That's it. You you can you can you would think with our form we could do that. So look, it's a huge week. It's it it really does for me. In all honesty, it tells me if we make finals, um, if we win this week, I, I kind of get that very confident feeling. If we won this week, then we could make the finals. Oh man, like I said, the, yeah. that's what we were saying before the podcast. The lid comes off if we yeah. beat Collingwood next week, and we do like yeah. we did to to North Melbourne, and we beat them by twenty odd points or whatever we end up winning by a comfortable margin. The lid is off. Yeah, we're a finals team. The lid is off. We are officially back. Yep. I mean, we're back at the moment. This club is performing incredibly well. The players are doing their job. The coaching staff is performing incredibly. But if we beat Collingwood this week, the lid comes off for me because oh. there, there will be clubs packing themselves. Well, how many top eight teams? I mean, if you're playing, if you've beaten six out of the top eight... Yeah. You, you can't do much more than that. I know. Really. It tells you when it comes to finals, you're well and truly in the mix. Even yeah. if, I mean, the Bulldogs won from seventh spot. Yep. So there'll be clubs just quietly packing themselves yeah. at the uh, the ability for Essen to do what they've done yeah. in the last six games, right? So huge game, everybody get down to the G. I mean, it's going to be the the boys will need your support as per normal, but just as a spectacle, that will be an incredible game of football yeah. at the G. Sorry, I think one of those, by the way, one of those Suns and Freo. I'm pretty sure the Suns actually is an away game. Sorry, but okay. I think we'll still win. But still, we've got to win that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a home game against the Pies. We've got a home game against Frio. So we can we've got a big chance here, mate. It's a, it's a huge chance, and it'll be yeah. really interesting to see how the boys perform. Um, Collingwood are a good team. I hate to say that, but Collingwood are a good team. Yeah. Um, Jason Ivanecki, if you're hearing this, um, yeah, fine, I said it. Um, I hope we still pump you. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> You'll know about it if we win. <laughs> oh, mate, everybody, every Collingwood supporter I know is going to hear about it. But yeah. um, I guess that pretty much wraps it up um, for the podcast this week. Another yeah. incredible win to the Bombers, mate. This is becoming. It's the happy podcast. It's the it? happy podcast, man. I tell you what, it was a, it was a Sunday. I got on the um, uh, I got in the car on the way home and was just that is the way to finish off a weekend right there. And look, just to let everyone know, I'm in Sydney for quite a bit of this week, so this will be the only podcast for this week. But we'll do a game review after the yep after the Collingwood game. So yep. most likely next Monday night, to be honest. Yep. Uh, thanks for your loyalty. Thanks for your support. Obviously, please subscribe. We're almost up to 100 subscribers on SoundCloud and iTunes so thank you so much for your support absolutely you can find us on the uh, Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast Facebook page it's, yeah, the, uh, it's an open uh, page now the Facebook page is really going off so yeah. we've got we're getting uh, just hundreds of people joining yeah. And they're creating their own posts and just we're all talking Essendon. So it's great. It's, it's been... actually becoming a great Essendon Facebook post. Absolutely. Obviously, I I help admin True to the Red Sash with my good friends and Gwenda and, yep. and all them. Uh, so feel free to join that page as well. That's got over 5,000 members. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> but uh, I update a little bit on the show of, on, on, on both. Yep. So thanks for your support. Um Let's go Bombers. Well, I want this oh, one man. badly. Oh, don't worry. Everyone wants this one badly. Oh, man. I tell you, everybody's so. Foxtel is being set to record for this one because <laughs> yes. if we win this, mate, I'm, I'm replaying it 15 times in yeah. a row. So hopefully next week is the most overhyped, most arrogant, over overjoyed Over show. the top, yelling from the other room and still picking it up on the microphone <laughs> podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, guys. And see you next week and go Bombers. See you, guys.